0: Now, hear the good news and be not afraid. Good morning. Welcome to Be Not Afraid, Iowa Catholic Radio. Father PJ, good morning. Good morning, Father. We have a guest today, Father Rodrigo. Good morning. Good
1: morning to the two of
0: you. Good to have you here. Let us begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Almighty and merciful God, who made the priest, St. John Vianney, wonderful in his pastoral seal, grant, we pray, that. Through his intercession and example, we may in charity with brothers and sisters for Christ and attain with then eternally glory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we have an uh, quotation marks kindly and a baby priest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Father Rodrigo, is welcome. Five weeks? Great, They're great. Great, great, great. But first of all, let us uh, share with our, our audience all your background in terms of the family. It will be a very interesting story, you know?
2: Please. Priests don't grow on trees, so where would you grow from?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Nor do priests fall from the sky. <laughs> nope. That's something that I've been telling people. Priests do not fall from the sky. They rise from the floor, as they can see at the rite of ordination. But... So, I'm originally from Jalisco, and I grew up in a very small town, just rural, as rural as, as it can get up in the mountains. Um, we did have water. So see. <laughs> um, I am the fourth boy. So, there are three older boys, and then I have a younger sister. And, like I said, just grew up, uh, just grew up in a very rural area. We were from the farmers? state of Jalisco. Yeah, and my my folks were farmers. Uh, we just cultivated good old beans and corn, uh, just like any
2: other family in our in our town would. So, see, Mexico and Iowa are more or less the same place, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just <laughs>
1: corn and beans. Yeah, so, yeah,
2: just N- uh, no
0: just big the difference size. with Iowa, you know. No, <laughs> yeah. no, not too much different <laughs> and, with Iowa.
1: And the beauty too. I mean, hey. Not not so different. Um, but yeah, so I grew up in a, in a very rural town um, by the name of Kuyutlan. And it, it's very small, about 500 inhabitants, if anything. But I had a very happy, happy childhood. Um, just the, the three older siblings, a younger sister, and tons of first cousins. So you bet that going to grandma's on Sundays or holidays I have about 53 or 54 first cousins from my gra- from my mom's side alone so just getting together was a blast Um I would certainly say that my faith life was uh really supported and nourished by my mother My dad he was a um, a migrant to the U.S. several times. So uh, we spent I spent my childhood, uh, a great chunk of it, at least with my mother and older brothers, um, just uncles, aunts, all of that. So my faith life was certainly nourished by my mother. She's the one who made sure that we went to Mass, and that we got out of bed, <laughs> Not only for school, but also for math um and just she's the one who taught us to pray really um and to live a devout life you know um she's the one who gave us a sense of of respect for the clergy as well. She was very loving of the clergy um, yeah, yeah, but just just a. A happy
2: childhood there.
1: Your mother, of
2: course, played a, a very large role in your life and ultimately you know, has in your vocation. Um, uh, but you lost her early,
1: right, Father? Yes. Uh, at the age of 11, we had a car accident in which I lost her and an older brother. The one uh, came right before me. So, yeah, a tough transition, certainly. But okay. And and but it actually p- played a big role in my in my discernment. She certainly always wanted a priest's son because she had four boys, so why not, right? But she never harassed us about it. Mm. Uh, she just prayed in silent, you know, just kept those things in her heart. We kind of knew about it, but she never harassed us about it. So eventually, that played a big um, a big. In my discernment. Um, And it was precisely because of that uh, tragic death that my family and I, we decided to come to the U.S. uh, Just seeking better opportunities, uh, seeking a better life. um, But also just with the intention of staying together as a family. And where did you come to? I came to Osceola, so just south of us here in Des Moines. Um, about forty miles south, no English, just nothing. Um, made a couple of good friends uh, soon after my arrival, and they're really the ones who got me through my first year of school. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, we were together, and that 's what really mattered in this point in this moment of um of loss of transition. Um, that was really important for us.
2: Wow. Interesting, eh? So what, um, what was most striking for you, uh, apart from language, obviously, but like, when you moved to Osceola, what, what, what did you make of this new place that you were living and being? Yeah, it's too flat, I thought. <laughs> too flat. I thought it's too flat.
1: I was used to the mountains. I was used to gravel road. There was too much pavement. I just thought, I always found it silly that we would walk on sidewalks where you could get to some other place, just walking, yeah yeah just walking across a yard, <laughs> <laughs> I always found that silly, but um, I came to learn, <laughs> yeah, but certainly flat, I would say that Osceola was very welcoming. there were a lot I had a lot of uh siblings there, cousins, and people that I knew from my time in Mexico, so it wasn't that strange or um, there was some
2: familiar aspects about it so half half alice can have Iowan. I, I think that'll work up here yeah yeah <laughs> we that's see what's happening right. winter you know that's right
0: yeah that sounds about right a lot colder
1: too <laughs> yep.
0: humidity is different iowa kathleen radio be not afraid Hello, this is Steve Raid, inviting you to join me along with Matt Wilcom and Father P.J. McManus for the Iowa Catholic Radio's 15th Anniversary Pilgrimage to the Holy Land, November 11th through the 20th, 2023. We'll have Mass and dinner on the shores of the Sea of Galilee and visit the upper room where Jesus instituted the Holy Eucharist. Plus, my wife Janet and I will be offering invigorating teaching along the way. Not all pilgrimages are created equal. Brochures and details available at iowacatholicradio.com.
2: Monsignor Frank Bignano here. It's time to save the dates for the 2022 Christ Our Life Catholic Conference, Saturday and Sunday, September 24 and 25 at Wells Fargo Arena in Des Moines. If you can't join us in person, live stream it. Once again, the conference offers a world-class lineup of speakers, the Holy Mass, incredible music, reconciliation, and adoration. Go to ChristOurLifeIowa.com for tickets and information. The 2022 Christ Our Life Catholic Conference, ChristOurLifeIowa.com. I was actually raised in the Catholic Church, I I, um, went to grade school uh, through sixth grade and pretty much about the time I went to high school um, I stopped attending church and really didn't think much more about it for a number of years. The return to church, the Catholic Church was somewhat of an evolution. I thought I knew what the Catholic Church believed and taught, but uh, learned very quickly from somebody who knew far more about the Bible than I ever hoped to know, Uh, I learned that the Catholic Church, what it truly taught, and that that's where I needed to be. I'm a recovered alcoholic and drug addict. Without God in my life, I'd probably be dead. God has literally saved my life. I feel like I'm truly on the road to uh, the fulfillment of of really all of my desires, uh, which is ultimately to spend... Attorney in Heaven, both myself and my family. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarahs strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinserra.org, join S-E-R-R-A dot Thank you, Sarens, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio.
0: Welcome back to Be Not Afraid, Iowa Catholic Radio. Very interesting testimony from Father Rodrigo in this transition from Mexico to the States
2: as well. It's just remarkable how God can work even in the life of a child. In the mysterious
0: ways, you know, in, in, in the mysterious way. in very
2: difficult circumstances. So, Father, what then drew you to priesthood?
1: Yeah, I, I want to say that the first time that I felt the call to the priesthood was as a kid back in Mexico. I was influenced by the Franciscans that would come to our town. But then here in the States... I saw all the opportunities that I had, all the fields that I could go into. Um, I was big into art, so I thought about pursuing that for a long time. But eventually what really um, made me stop and reflect about the priesthood once again was um, this longing for happiness that I wasn't finding anywhere. And certainly I was still wrestling with the fact that I had lost not only my mother, but also my older brother, whom I saw as my best friend. And I want to say that I was still in the process of wrestling with with the idea of a benevolent God um, amidst all of this. And really, it was just through the process of confrontation with God. And that's what really was happening, just confronting him about this reality, about what I believed he had done to 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 wreck my life. You know? And one day, again, in confrontation with God in front of the Blessed Sacrament, I asked God, why did you take away the person who loved me the most? Which I thought that was my mom, you know? But what I heard deep within me was, I never left you. I never left you. And I understood then that although our parents really do love us a lot the one who loves us the most is god and he had never left me so that what that did was really tear down all of my defenses that i had put up against god and maybe the plan that he had for my life it wasn't until i realized that he had always been there for me and saw kind of how he had been guiding me through his providence that i that I was open to his will again. And that was around the age of 17, late 16, early 17, something like that. Um, And that's really when the idea of priesthood came back to the front of my mind with a lot of strength. And it gave me a lot of peace, joy, which is what I was looking for, happiness, I felt like I had found the source, a source, the source of happiness. Um, and just, I started growing closer to Mary through the rosary. I went through a period of time, I went through a period of about two months uh, that my brothers recall very vividly as a weird time because I was quiet um, and I would just kind of be by myself a lot. And really, that was a time of prayer for me. It was this long two month retreat that I was having with myself and God and Mary, who was a big part of it. Um, and I, that's when I started praying the rosary again. So I had this moment of conversion, of really turning back towards the Lord in prayer. Finally, I went to a, a discernment retreat down in Conception. And this was back in 20, 2013, November. I got sick. Um, I had a very high fever, so I really couldn't do anything there during the retreat. So it was just a retreat, once again, with myself and God alone. And that's where he just kept speaking to me, you know, um the the word seduced is used in scripture a lot that's where he was really just seducing my heart to um, to be open to to this call and then in February I had a another seminary visit in to to SJV St. John Vianney in St. Paul and that one that visit was beautiful for many reasons but um, the principal one perhaps was that I discovered how seminarians lived because in conception I couldn't see that because I was sick but uh, St. John Vianney I could see their lifestyle and what I saw was a very healthy and pleasant balance between joy and their own personal struggles the beautiful accompaniment from the priests and just this um just this joy this happiness in the seminary you know they were not these boring dudes um uh, just drowning in books or rosaries no no they were fun they were fun and they were living uh, a lifestyle that i did not think was possible for seminarians or that it would that it happened and that drew me into seminary and that's when I started my my whole my whole process of applying and and all of those things and
0: going to seminary. Very interesting, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's just it's beautiful to see sort of the way that God uh, uh, use that language of seduction. Chesterton Wright says it's like the twitch on the thread, just, just pulling just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. This visit doesn't turn out the way we hoped, but it makes the difference. This one. Turns out different than you'd wanted, and it made the difference. Right? That's beautiful.
0: And at the same time, you are bilingual completely, so you will be approaching also our Hispanic community, the multicultural Hispanic community, different nationalities. How do you feel about it?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm really pleased. I'm really happy that I can that I can help out there. I know that we have the need. And right now, I was assigned to St. Anthony's. That was my first assignment with Father Chris Rising as a pastor. And what I have realized is I, I never really knew just how much of a need there was. You know, I knew of the concept of this need of, the, of our community, but now I've encountered the reality. Volume's a
0: little overwhelming? Uh, <laughs> it's certainly, it's been something. New. (laughs) Iowa Catholic Radio, Be Not Afraid.
2: Would you like to get more involved as a volunteer? InterVisions Healthcare empowers at-risk women facing an unplanned pregnancy to make life-affirming decisions, but our nursing staff can't do it alone. Our unplanned pregnancy clinic seeks dedicated advocates, receptionists, and nursing volunteers to meet the needs of hundreds of at-risk patients we see each year. If you are a people person who wants to help moms with unplanned pregnancies, contact us today at 515-440-2273 or visit ivhcare.org. Iowa Catholic Radio business underwriters provide people with the opportunity to hear the Word of God and grow in their faith each and every day. Our business supporters have helped expand our network, connecting more listeners to Christ. Would your business or organization like to share in this mission? If you own or manage a business, we would like to talk to you about how you can make a positive impact in the state of Iowa and beyond. To learn more about becoming an Iowa Catholic Radio underwriter, contact Deacon Mark, 515-223-1150, or visit iowacatholicradio.com. Support for
1: Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. What great news for donors to the Catholic Tuition Organization. You now receive 75% of your donation back in Iowa tax credits. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. Best gift ever. Online, ctoiowa.org.
2: At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. It can be easy to forget about the dignity of another when we disagree with their ideas or actions. We start to focus on the things that make us different and the thoughts start to divide us. Before we reach the conclusion of those thoughts, we must pause and remind ourselves that person with a different idea or lifestyle has great dignity. The next time you find yourself ready to go toe to toe with someone, remember that they have dignity and deserve respect, even when we disagree.
0: Welcome back to Be Not Afraid, Iowa Catholic Radio. In the context of the Father Rodrigo's vocation, uh, we have a beautiful piece of the gospel for this coming 19th Sunday of Ordinary Time, taken from St. Luke chapter 12, verses 32
2: to 48. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not be afraid any longer, little flock, for your Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your belongings and give alms. Provide money bags for yourselves that do not wear out, an inexhaustible treasure in heaven, that no thief can reach nor moth can destroy. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. Gird your loins, and light your lamps, and be like servants who await their master's return from a wedding, ready to open immediately when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival. Amen, I say to you, he will gird himself, have them recline at table, and proceed to wait on them. And should he come in the second to the third watch and find them prepared in this way, blessed are those servants. Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour when the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be prepared. For at that hour that you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, Father, um, you know, the Lord says where your treasure is, your heart will be. Where have you found treasure, especially in light of these years of formation and now these last weeks as priest?
1: Yeah. Right. I have found one of the constant treasures that has kept me afloat in seminary, really, is friendships. Friendships. Um, there I have been able to discern with them too um the the will of god but also just the love of god you know uh, manifested to us through our friends Mm -hmm. and in seminary there are many many temptations many trials too often you think am i am i actually being called to to this Am I actually being called to the priesthood? And there are those doubts, you know, those doubts. And often it's friends who get you out of those those situations. I recall, uh, I recall a friend of mine saying, um, we were in our canonical retreat before our diaconate ordination, and he was having those doubts. And eventually, he told me that he heard my voice. You know, this is how he puts it i heard your voice telling me you're being stupid stop it like stop it you you are called to the priesthood and so he said you're the one who got me through this uh through this retreat through this moment of doubt you never said anything to me but i just like recalled your voice uh telling me no stop it you are called to the priesthood just stop it and we will all go through those trials we all go through those doubts. And even myself, during my canonical retreat, which was a one-week uh, silent retreat before my um, deacon ordination, I was going through those same doubts. Am I actually called to this? To the priesthood, to the diaconate. And so I went into the retreat thinking, I've got to fight for this. You know, I've got to fight for this thing called priesthood and i have to prove god that i'm still worth it um that even though i've been in seminary for seven years and that i've messed up multiple times that i'm still worth it and i i'm gonna fight for this and i will fight so that god blesses me in this retreat and so one day i saw myself kind of as a very small person in front of this big 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 person whom i saw as god but what was peculiar about this is that I had a shield and a sword and an armor, and I was just ready to fight him for for this vocation. You know, bless me, I will fight you until you bless me. Sort of like Jacob, Jacob. yeah, Jacob wrestling with the angel. Exactly. I bless me, bless me. I will wrestle you until you bless me, and I will not let you go. And that was my attitude during this retreat, simply because I wanted to. Prove to God that I was still worth it. And so as I'm approaching God in this little vision that I had, I had my sword up and my shield and everything, my plan, my my tactics all in place. And then he just said, Okay, I give up. I do bless you. I do bless you. And so this gospel really speaks to me, you know, be not afraid, little flock, I will give you. Uh, my kingdom, you you are worth it. You are worth it. You are worthy. You know, I will bless you with with my kingdom. And we just go through these moments in seminary where, really, the Lord reminds us to not be afraid, because ultimately, it's it's His call, it's His kingdom, um, and we're just. We're just here to to serve Him, um, yeah.
2: It's beautiful, Father, as you as you share that um, that insight that you had, right? Um, uh, like the importance of the imperative that when God calls, like, we're not really in a position to say no. And we're free, of course, right? But like it, it, it's it's a command, right? And so mm-hmm. so you you telling God, bless me, bless me. I'm always struck at the Mass, um, at the Offertory when and it's. I like it better in Spanish than in English because it comes out cre- more clearly a command. What just pray. Pray. Pray like exclamation point. Oh, right? right. Like not, if if you feel like it, or it would be very nice if you would pray with me, this love, pray. Yeah. Um, serve. Preach. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And really the call to it's, it's a very simple call. The call to the priesthood is a very simple call and you see it in the Gospels. Whenever Jesus found one of his disciples, he would say, follow me. Again, the imperative. Ben. You know, But it's a very simple call, just two words. And I believe that's why a lot of kids hear their call to the priesthood when they're, when they're little. Mm-hmm. Because follow me, it's a very simple mm-hmm. invitation. It's a very simple command. It isn't until we grow up
2: that we kind of mess it up. Psych but, ourselves out. Yeah,
1: but the call to the priesthood is a very
0: simple one. Follow me. Very interesting and delightful conversation with Father Rodrigo, Father PJ, and uh, obviously our title is Be Not Afraid to Moving Forward in Our Service to the Church. Approaching our ending program, Father Rodrigo, could you please send us with your blessing?
1: Yes. The Lord be with you and with with your your spirit. spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Amen. Go in peace. And speak to God. God. Be Not Afraid, Iowa Catholic
2: Radio. Be Not Afraid, Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Be Not Afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists.